0: Thank you so much for joining us at Remnant Church Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more or support this ministry, please go to remnantchurch.church. And now, the message from Pastor Caleb. Amen. If you will, turn in your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 18. I'm not going to try to keep you long this morning. I'm really working on being faster. 1 Kings chapter 18. How many know what we preached on last week? Anybody? We preached on fire. We preached on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how God wanted to move upon his people in Acts chapter 2. In the first century church, God moved by spirit and he poured out fire. And it was a fire of boldness and power. We talked about that it wasn't just the tongue, uh, that we don't seek a tongue. We don't seek a manifestation, but we do seek a move of God. We seek the heart of God. And and there was an important thing going on here in Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, Jesus had just... Uh, ascended into heaven. He, he went to the cross. He went into the tomb. He was raised from the dead. And then he spent 40 days and nights with the disciples. And then he ascended into heaven. The Bible says that they were gazing up there. And they were looking and they were saying, oh, what happened to Jesus? And an angel said, wait a minute, wait a minute. The same way you've seen him go up is the same like manner that he is coming back down. But he must go up and go up. So that he can send the comforter, the power, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit. And then he told the apostles before he left, he said, you go into Jerusalem and you carry, you wait there until you receive some sort of So that's what they done. They went to the upper room in Acts chapter 2 and they prayed and they sought the face of God and they sung and they were obedient because they were waiting on God. And then Acts chapter 1, you read that something from heaven, it was from heaven, y'all. It wasn't uh, created or it wasn't manipulated or its origins were not from earth. It was from heaven. And the Bible said it was a sound like rushing mighty wind. And it Blooded it flooded through that upper room where they were at. It went through and blew on the coals of their soul. And the Bible said it was like tongues of fire that sat down on the people. And they got up from where they were at. And you know what they done? They could not keep this fire to themselves. They began to speak what God had done. And they preached the gospel. And thousands of people got saved that day. And every day after that, people were being added to the church because they had a power of boldness that they had never had before Amen. tongues they were speaking in languages because there were people all over the world during that feast of pentecost the world as they knew it from different places and they heard the gospel all preached to them in their language it goes on in the acts of the church we read How persecution came, but it didn't shut them up. You could lock them in jail, but you could not shut them up. You could put stripes upon their back, but you could not zip their lips. They declared in their hearts that they were going to preach the gospel. And then in the Old Testament, we read of a prophet, of a preacher who had a Pentecostal fever named Jeremiah. He said it was like fire shut up in his bones. Jeremiah, with boldness and power, God had already told him, nobody's going to listen to you. But I want you to go ahead and preach it anyway. So that they can't say they never knew. And he preached, Jeremiah preached. He said, there was times I wanted to be quiet, but I couldn't keep my mouth quiet. I couldn't keep hush. He said it was like there was something, anybody know what I'm talking about? There was something that was burning on the inside of me and I had to let it out. It was like fire shut up in my bones. This Saturday, we seen the fruit of baptism. As we seen not 120, 130. People leave, not the upper room, but they left the prayer room. And they went outside of these walls yesterday and they proclaimed the gospel those timid and uh introverts were sharing the gospel with, of Jesus with boldness and power that's a fire you see the greatest fire power that they could in the, in, in the days of the Bible that they could articulate it in a way that you could ex- explain power or, or illustrate it, they would only use the power that they knew. And the greatest power they knew and the greatest power they had at their possession was fire. And They said, this power is like fire. Let me tell you something about the fire of God. In 2000, well, let me just tell you something about fire, natural fire. In 2007, I think it was, it looked like the whole swamp was on fire. If you're not familiar with this, with Waycross, you maybe just moved here in 2007. uh, There was a, a, a fire, a swamp fire. Other people have forest fires. We have swamp fires. And there was a swamp fire, and it burned, and it burned, and it burned. And it done a couple of things. One thing it done, of course it burned a lot of of acreage. I think hundreds of thousands of acres, if I'm not mistaken. But one thing it done is it brought out the curious. A a fire in South Georgia will gather a crowd. (laughs) You can... Start a fire and your neighbors will come out. I got a burn pile in my backyard. Well, it hasn't been burned yet, but it needs to be burned. It's a lot of stuff, but it's rained so much that it's been impossible, really, to burn it. So I was waiting for it to dry out. Oh, my neighbor, he gets so excited. anytime he sees me around that fire, he'll pile. He'll say, hey, you getting ready to burn that pile? <laughs> he asked me about twice a week, hey, I'll help you burn it if you want me to. I ta- a fire will attract people. And that's exactly what it done, that fire in 2007. It brought out the curious. You had people wanting just to get a glimpse of this raging swamp fire inferno. And you could tell, hey, it was something because I can remember walking out of Atlantic Coast Bank and I seen an orange glow in the distance of where this fire was burning. It would bring out the curious. People just wanted to see what it looked like. They wanted to feel the heat. They wanted to see how other people were responding. See, the fire will bring out the curious. I'll tell you what else it'll do. Something, something something, strange and amazing and sort of gross. Uh, when the fire was getting ready to move, the animals knew it. The varmints knew it. The rats knew it. And as that fire would shift, the animals and the rats and the varmints and all of them would start running out of the way as this fire was coming. I'll tell you what the fire will do. Not only will it bring out the curious, but it'll also run off the rats. It'll run off the complacent. It'll run off the people who 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 are just wavering, who are straddling the fence. It'll run them off. You know. Hey, I'm reminded of a, of a story of of Paul when he got off the. He was shipwrecked and he floated on a piece of ship to an island. And when he got there, he was cold. And they said, let me help you start a fire. And he went to start a fire. And when the fire started burning, the snake jumped out. Hear me. When you start burning for God, when you start getting in the fire and you allow God to set you ablaze, it's going to run some things out of your life. Not only is it going to run some things out of your life, it's going to run some people out. I'm preaching now. I don't know. I just need a few people to help me this morning. Let me know I'm in the right direction. The fire will run some people out of your life. Thirdly, that fire in 2007, you know what it done? It brought out the hungry. There were people from all over. You know, there's something about a firefighter You know, my neighbor likes fires. Firefighters like to put out fires. They love it. I mean, the ones that are really into it, they love to jump in burning buildings. They love to break out glass. They like to knock down doors. They like to throw people over their shoulder. They like to rescue people from the fire. They like to grab the hose. (laughs) They love it. There were people, you didn't have to beg them to come. There was people all over this country, I'm preaching, they were hungry to see the fire. Listen, it'll run the snakes off, it'll bring out the curious, but it'll also cause the hungry to come. Today, I wanna talk about, as we continue this series brand new, Forged from the fire. Today I want to talk about why we need a fiery God. And I want to take you to the uh, throwdown in Mount Carmel town. Acts chapter 18. First Kings, excuse me, chapter 18. You know what I'm talking about? Elijah and God and Ahab and the false god Baal. Hey, this is the coolest story you'll ever hear, one of them. I mean, raising Lazarus from the dead, that's hard to, well, Jesus raising from the dead. Okay, it's somewhere on the list, okay? It's a pretty cool story. Israel has turned their back on God. Ahab is the king, and he allows them to begin to worship Baal, B-A-A-L. A false god. The god of the storms. The air. See, it was easy for them to turn to this god because they were in a famine and the rain had been shut off. So they thought they'd worship the god of the clouds. Which is no god at all. And they turned their back on the god of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of Caleb, Holly, and Jason. The son, Jesus, his father, God, Jehovah. They turned their backs on God to worship Baal. Elijah had been silent, waiting on God to speak. And God spoke to Elijah, who was the prophet of God. And he said, Elijah, I want you to go and I want you to talk to Ahab. This is what I want you to tell him. I want you to tell him that if God, the God of Baal, if Baal is God, then the answer by fire. But if Baal is not God, if God is God, then he will answer by fire. It was a showdown you see So that's exactly what happened 1 Kings chapter 18 Let's read there Let's start at verse 19 Now summon This is Elijah talking to Ahab Now summon all Israel to meet me At Mount Carmel Along with the 450 prophets of Baal The 400 prophets of Asherah Who eat at Jezebel's table So you've got, whoa, I was doing math. (laughs) Uh, 850. I ain't good at math, y'all. I got to see the numbers for a little while. 850 false prophets. One prophet of the true God, Elijah. He said, y'all come together. Verse 20. So Ahab Summoned all the Israelites and gathered the prophets of Mount Carmel. Then Elijah approached all the people and he said, Now listen. Elijah said, How long, talking to all the people with the prophets, false prophets there, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, are you listening? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, you follow him. But the people didn't answer a word. They didn't say anything. Elijah said, if, if Baal is God, then, 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 then make up your mind. If, but if my God is the God, then say that. But make up your mind. But the people didn't answer him a word. Now, here's my first point. Why do we need a fiery God? Why do we need a fiery God? Why do we need a fiery God? We need a fiery God because we live in a world of compromise. We live in a world where people are wavering between the two opinions. That God, see? No, Pastor, you know people believe in God. Well what if I take it this way They believe in God But they don't live godly They like a Jesus that saves them But they don't want a Jesus they have to serve Friend if you find yourself there You are wavering between two opinions That word waver in the Hebrew I preached this a couple months ago I know y'all don't remember it But it means limp. So limp. How long are you going to limp through life? Limp through church. Limp through this thing we call life. How long are you, because see, that's all that riding the fence will do for you. That's all straddling the fence will do is cause you to limp. God is saying, you got to make up your mind. Why do I need a fiery God? Why do I need a God that answers by fire? Because I live in a world of compromise, and I need to know the God of fire. I need to know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Did you know that we are this close from a generation not knowing who God is? with every act of complacency and every act of conformity, did you know if you don't tell your children about God, your children may not know who God is, they may know the God that somebody else tells them about, but they won't know the God that heals, and they won't know the God that saves, and they won't know the God that delivers, I want people to know the God that I know, I want people to know the God of fire, I want people to know the God that heals, I want people to know the God that sets free, I want people to know the God that touched my soul, He is not religion, He is real and he wants a relationship therefore we need a God of power I don't want a weak religious God that's in a box that can only be felt between 9 and 12 on Sunday morning But I want a God that I know, that I feel, that I've experienced, that I call on and he answers me. I want a God that answers by fire. See, the reason why we need a God in a world of compromise, a God of fire in a world of compromise, because it's time for people to make up their minds. As persecution comes and inconvenience becomes the norm when it comes to serving God, you're going to have to make up your mind. With everything and everybody wanting to control us and to control you, you're going to have to make up your mind. My life is only led by God. My life is only controlled by God. My life is only governed by this word. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? Oh, pastor, you've lost it. You sound like those old school preachers. No, you know what I sound like? I sound like a man who is desperate for the fire and the touch of God. I sound like a man who recognizes what time it is. Who recognizes the day that we're living in? I sound like a man who's been shaken awake. Shaken awake. I didn't say shaken back, by the way, for those who got hungry. I said shaken awake. Why? Because I was asleep. I was asleep in with religion. going through the motions, rocking me. But God was calling me, but I, I wouldn't listen because I was tied up in church stuff. You hear what I'm saying? I'm talking about me, I ain't talking about you. You can amen all day long. You can say, I thought that's what you were doing, Pastor. I thought something was wrong with you. Go ahead. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. And I was being rocked asleep, and he was calling me. And you know what I was doing? Hitting the snooze. Psh. alarm going off. Hitting the snooze. Hitting the snooze. Some of y'all living a life on snooze. And God wants you to live a life of power. I'll talk to somebody who ain't staring out through me. What y'all looking at back there? <laughs> Some of us are living a life on snooze. But it's time to wake up. I said it's time to wake up. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know exactly what God's doing every step of the way, but I know this, God's doing something in my life, and he he has shaken me away. I don't see things like I used to, I don't feel like I used to. Good is not good enough for me anymore. I want the fire of God in my life. I want the hunger of God in my life. I complacency, compromise in my own life. And God is shaking me away. I can't live and compromise anymore. I can't have a form of godliness but deny the power that God gives. Why do I need a fiery God? Because why do we need a fiery God? Because we live in a world of compromise. I got to go. I got to go. I'm preaching the whole. I'm preaching on one point. Then verse 22. Then Elijah said to the people, I'm the only one remaining. I'm the only remaining prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. You know, point number two. You know why we need the fire God? because when you watch the news and you turn on the TV and you hear the rampant immorality, I can't even let my daughter watch commercials anymore because it's homosexual this, it's this, it's sex, it's everything else uh, trying to sell shampoo. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But i tell you what I do understand. I understand the day we're living in. I understand the spirit behind the, the message. I do. And when I look at that and I hear everything going on in this world. If you ain't careful, you're going to think you're outnumbered. Elijah said, there's 450 prophets of Baal. and There's only one prophet of God. Why do you need the God that answers by fire? Why do you need a fiery God? Because you're gonna feel like at times you're outnumbered. But you need to understand you got a God of power. And listen, you can be right by yourself, but if you're with yourself and you're a child of God, you're never by yourself. You got God in your corner. Listen, hey, listen, just a minute, wait just a minute, wait just a minute, wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. I don't never go nowhere by myself. I don't never walk into any mountain uh, any mountain by myself. I don't never travel down any valley by myself. I want to remind you with me today right now. You may not see them, but I know they're there right now. i got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost with me right now. And I'm telling you right now, you've got the God of fire with you. The power of God accompanying you today and you may be one but if you're with God you are you may feel like you're in the minority but you are never in the minority when you've got God in your life and you've got the fire of God burning in your spirit you may feel like you're in the minority but you are in the majority do you hear me I need the fire of God because I'm I'm going through some better than that. I, got the, I need the fire of God to go through the hell fire that I'm facing right now in this world. I need the fire of God to go through what I'm going through. I need the fire of God to fight the devil that I'm fighting right now. I need the fire of God to fight addiction. I need the fire of God to fight depression. I need the fire of God to fight anxiety. I need the fire of I need it because there's times I'm going to feel like I'm outnumbered. Let's continue. Let two bulls be given to us. Verse 23, they are, they are to choose one bull for themselves, cut it in pieces, place it on the wood, but not, but not light the fire. I'll prepare the other bull and place it on the wood, but not light the fire. Then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers with fire, he is God. All the people answered, okay, 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 okay. That's fine. That's what's up. All right. Then Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, since you are so numerous, choose yourselves one bull and prepare it first. Then call on the name of your God, but don't light the fire. So they took the bull that he gave them. They prepared it, and then they began to call on the name of Baal. Baal, help us. Baal. Well, (laughs) they called out on the name of Baal, but there was no, are y'all reading? But there was no, Sound. Hey, no one answered. Then they danced around. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. (laughs) They begin to dance to try I, I don't know what happened <laughs> to try to get bells attention bell now. They're dancing, they're hollering, they're screaming, they're dancing, but no answer. Verse 27, at noon Elijah, uh, he began to mock them. He shouted loudly, for he's a God. Well, maybe he's just thinking it over. Maybe he's wandered away. Maybe he's on the road. Perhaps he's asleeping. Maybe, maybe you gotta wake him up. So then they shouted even louder. And then they cut themselves. See notice that. Notice this. There's a spirit behind that, by the way. Since we're, since, we're, since we're right here talking, you know, 9-11 and all these things, see, there's a spirit behind false worship. When you worship a false god, see, see the way this works, the way Christianity works, God dies for you. The, 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 way, the way false religion works and, and the spirit of Baal works, you got to die for the God. Here they are, screaming, dancing, and now they're cutting themselves. By the way, Satan comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But but, but I came, God said, Jesus said, but I came so that you might have life and life more abundant. Now they're dancing, they're screaming, and now they're cutting themselves. See, See, their God wants them to shed blood, their blood. Jesus shed his blood for me. Uh, I'm, trying to get past, I'm trying to get past it. I'm trying to get past it. They began to cut themselves dancing and screaming. Knives and spears cutting themselves until blood gushed over them. All afternoon they kept raving until the offering of the evening sacrifice. But watch this. Watch this. But there was no Sound. No one answered. No one paid attention. Number three, number three, number three. You know why we need a fiery God? You know why we need a fiery God? Because nothing else works. Nothing else works. You got an addiction right now? You are addicted to something? More medicine don't work. I understand, I know, I don't know. Tell me about it, tell me about it. I know I can't talk about it because I don't know because I ain't done it. I know, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. More addiction does not set you free from addiction. Mm -hmm. Calling out on everything in this world thinking it's going to help you. It ain't. You'll call, you'll get no answer. Oh, you'll get an answer, but the answer won't work. The answer won't, see, you'll call for a healing, but the healing won't come until you get a hold of Jesus. Why do I need a God that answers by fire? Because there's some things that the world can't help. There's some things only you can call the el- you have to call the elders of the church and have them lay hands on you, and the sick shall be recovered in the name of Jesus. That's what the Bible says. See, I know we don't like that. We want to go to the doctor now, and we're just doctor, 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 shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. Medicine, 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 vaccine. Come on, baby, give it to me. I know. And if you're down with that, that's cool. I don't have a problem with that. But I also know this I serve a God that still can heal. I said, I still serve a God that answers. I still serve a God that can heal. I still serve a God that can bring mental healing to your mind. He can bring healing to your marriage. He can bring healing to your soul. He can speak peace to your storm. Oh, oh, also, I don't pray it out of habit. I pray it because I believe it. You know what I pray? Over my daughter, over my wife, over my son. Every day, I pray. I, I, If I'm not laying my hands on them, I'm praying, Lord, I plead. You know that. You know I plead. That's old. I plead the blood. This is what. If you don't know, this is what you. This is how you do it. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over my child today. I can't go everywhere Judah's at. I can't be everywhere Abrielle's at. I can't be where my wife's at today. I can't follow her all the time, but I plead the blood of your son Jesus over her. I pray divine protection over her. Anybody that wants to harm her, I pray they'll get they'll get paralyzed. Anybody wants to pull a gun on her, I pray the gun will lodge. Any sickness that wants to come, not you ain't my wife, you my wife. Any sickness comes near, hurt, I mean help her too Lord, but any sickness that comes near my wife, I pray it fall before it ever reaches her system, before it either reaches her body. See, I lay hands on people. You don't think the devil says you better not do that? You're going to be spreading COVID. You're going to be a super spreader yourself, you're a big old blue super spreader. That's what you're going to be. But you know what? Somewhere, someway, somehow. Either I believe this thing or I don't. And let me tell you, I ain't talking about let's go spit in everybody's face. I ain't saying let's go kiss everybody right in the lips. But I am saying this, I am not scared of COVID-19. I am not scared of any disease. I am not scared of influenza. I'm not scared. I ain't scared. And at- Why? Because I believe in divine protection. Hey, also, I believe in the sovereignty of God. Just now. (laughs) See? There's a line being drawn in the sand. I don't know if y'all know that or not. And I'm not trying to make anybody uncomfortable. But I mean, I got to stand for something. You know, my wife got on to me. But she was speaking with power and boldness. Now, I rebuked her (laughs) in my spirit. But then I knew what she was saying was right. Don't we hate that, by the way, men? Don't we hate that? And she said, and I've heard people say this before. Shoot, I've said it. She said, if you don't stand for something. She said, you you know, she said, if you don't stand for something. 'Cause she got a vacuum in her hand, you know. She's mad. Popping everything down. If you don't stand for something, you gonna fall for anything. So I've made up my mind. After Prophet Holly done got on my backside. I'm going to stand for something, and I'm going to stand on the word of God. Whatever it says, that's what I'm going to do. And when I've done everything I know to do, I'm going to keep on standing. Is anybody standing on the word of God? And you can expect when you're standing on the word of God, you can expect the fire of God. Why do we need a God that answers by fire? Because nothing else works. I'm coming to, I'm, I'm getting down to the end. Verse 29, all afternoon they kept screaming, hollering, shouting, crying cutting themselves, but no one answered. Then Elijah said, all right, that's enough. He said to all the people, come near me. So all the people approached him. Then he repaired the Lord's altar. That's not a point that I've got written down, but I wanna say this. That's what God is calling us to do right now, is to repair the altar of God in our lives. You have neglected the altar of God. What is the altar of God? I'm not talking about this altar. I'm not talking about altar in a church. I'm talking about the altar in your life. It's where you put yourself in front of God and say, God, I need you more than anything. An altar is a place of sacrifice and it's where we belong. You've got to lay yourself, you've got to lay yourself on the altar and live a life of sacrifice. Here's the problem. Why we can't get on the altar, God, we done put other stuff on there. We've done made the we've done made the altar a nightstand. We've done made the altar. Everybody everybody got a junk, junk drawer, right? You've done made the altar the, drunk, the junk drawer of your life. I'm preaching, y'all. You have made the altar a junk drawer. It's time to clear off the altar and lay yourself before God. Elijah said... All right, get out of here, y'all. Just stop, quit. It ain't working. He repaired the Lord's altar that had been tore down. He took twelve stones. Uh, let's skip uh, uh, verse thirty-three. He arranged the wood. He cut up the bull. He placed it on the wood. Uh, he said, Fill water pots uh, and, and with water and pour it on the offering to be burned and on the wood. Then he said, Do it again. And they did it again. Then he said, do it a third time. And they did it again. So much so that the water ran all around the altar. Even filled the trench with water. At the time of offering, the evening sacrifice. That's important. I'd underline that. At the time for offering, the evening sacrifice, the prophet Elijah approached the altar and said, Lord, the God of Abraham. Turn me up just a little bit. My voice is getting weak. Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Mm. Today let it be known. See that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm at. Let it be known. That's what's burning in my spirit. Will Let it be known. Carl let it be known. I've got to make it known. I've got to. Tell somebody. Let it be known that you are God in Israel. And I am your servant. And that at your word, I've done all. I I may look foolish. See? Pretty crazy, ain't it? To get this showdown set up between Baal and God. Pour water on the sacrifice. Call down fire from heaven. Ask God to burn up the sacrifice. Strange. Different. Bold. He said let it be known that you are the God in Israel and I am your servant and that at your word I have done all these things. Now. Answer me, Lord. Answer me so that the people will know. It's, all, it's always about that, y'all. That's what this the fire of God is about. That people will know. Churches have watered it down. They see people who proclaim to have the resurrection and life living on them are walking around dead. They have a form of godliness. But they have no power. And the world doesn't want a dead church. The world doesn't want what you've got if it's the same thing they've got. But Lord, answer me. That you people will know that you are the Lord. God, I take a break from preaching right now. And I don't care that they're in here. Let it be known. Lord, I have spoke what you've wanted me to speak. And I will continue to do it. And I'm going to continue to do my best to be obedient to what you tell me to do. But I'm asking you to do this, God. I'm asking you, Lord, answer me. Answer me so that the people in this church, so that the people on the streets, so that the people at Motel 6, so that the people in our communities and in our homes, the drunks, the drug addicts, the child molesters, the alcoholics, the broken families, the fatherless children, God that they will know, answer me God, so that they will know, not so that I can feel good, so that not that I can look close to you and I can show off how close I am to you. No God, let, let it be known, answer me Lord, that the people will know that you are God. What was yesterday about so that people can pat us on the back and say, well you were doing actually what God's been saying do since from the beginning of the church no we've done that so people would know that he's God maybe with all the hell that's raging people will be more responsive maybe with whatever this thing is it's making people sick maybe just maybe it'll create some kind of desperation in the people so that they may be more willing to hear About a God that when you call on him, he answers. He said, answer me, Lord, that people will know that you are God. And that you have turned their hearts. Listen, listen. That you have turned their hearts back to you. You know why we need a fiery God, Jamie? Because the prodigals, the prodigals need to find their way back home. We need a fire burning so that the weary and the wayward, the prodigals, the ones that were serving God now serving themselves. The ones that cried hot tears of repentance. Whose hearts have now grown cold. Who sat next to us with a burning fire inside of them. Now just gray cold coals they need a church that's on fire they may be blind right now they may be deceived right now but maybe they can feel the warmth of the fire mmm anybody hear what I'm saying maybe maybe we need a fiery God maybe we need to be set ablaze So that when they see us in town. They feel something. There was a way. There's a wayward. Brother. Somebody seen him. uh, Three weeks ago. Seen him in the store. And they looked at him. And their eyes got big. This prodigal. Their eyes got big. And they ran off in the other direction. The person, chase him. And he said, "Don't." it it sounds so crazy you would think it's not true but what I'm telling you is complete honest to God truth. Right here, at a local store here. They said, don't look at me. I don't want you to see me like this. They took him by the shoulder and said, I love you. I, what do you mean see you like that? I'm just glad to see you. Yeah, but I don't, I know, but I don't, I just, I don't want to be around you, but I know I'm not where I need to be. They looked at him. They said, listen. Forget all that. Just come back home. Just come back home. We need some folks baptized in compassion. Baptized in fire. Baptized in agony. Baptized in despair for the lost and the wayward. Because they need a fire. That will lead them back Why do we need the fire of God? Because the prodigals, y'all. You don't. Hey, look at me. Everybody look at me. You don't know how close you are to being a prodigal. You one screw up, one mess up. One, taking it easy. You better look at me. You better look at me. I'm speaking anointing, with the anointing of God right now. You better look at me good. You are one decision away from being a prodigal. You better act like you better. Oh, you so high and lift it up now. No, you are one mistake. You are one. Oh, I got it all together. Away from losing everything you got. Before you look down on a prodigal, before you look down on the broken, before you look down on the hurting, you better be glad you had a Holy Ghost preacher who didn't look down on you. You better, you better think, but beyond that. You better thank God you got a God who didn't look down on you but reached down and lifted you up. Hallelujah. You better recognize. You better realize where you're at. What time it is. You're playing games. I'm oh, mad. <laughs> and people are dying and going to hell. And you don't care. Because your heart's gone cold. You are stagnant. You are far from the fire. You are, you are no closer to the fire than that prodigal that we've seen in the store the other day. You are no... You are lukewarm. You are a churchgoer at best. Well, pin a rose on your nose. Let's take you to Chuck E. Cheese because you went to church five times in a row. But until you are burdened for the lost, (laughs) until it kills you to know that there are people who are dying. You know what the greatest tragedy of all of this is? COVID crap is more people than ever are dying and going to hell. Do you care about that? Do you care about that? If you do, then you need the fire of God. You need a fresh touch of God. You need a burning fire on the inside of you. Because listen, I don't know. I don't know everything. I don't know everything. But I know one thing, that without Jesus Christ, without his son, you can live the best life on this earth, but you've got an eternity waiting on you in hell. You've got forever waiting on you in damnation and torment. But it don't have to be that way. Uh, I'm I'm not a hellfire and brimstone preacher. I'm a grace preacher. And I'm telling you right now, grace is reaching out. Grace is reaching out. Grace has a name, and his name is Jesus. He's a gift, and I'm telling you, if you don't know God, if you've wandered away from God, if you've drifted away from God, he's calling you. Why do we need the fire of God? Because I got people that I love. Oh, God. I wish I could get over it, but Wish I, could. I got people that I love that if God don't step in they'll die and go to hell and I didn't die on a cross but I feel like a man waving a flag I feel like a man at a dead end telling cars stop they don't know the bridge is out there's a bridge I stopped. You don't know it, but I know it. You don't know where you're at, but I know the road you're on. And you don't realize it's coming to an abrupt ending, an abrupt stop. Get out. Stop. Yield. You know what that is? You know what that is in me? It's the fire. It's the fire of God. It's a baptism of boldness and power. I wish sometimes it would alleviate that this should be the heart of every person in this building. It ain't because I'm special because I'm a nobody. I'm a mess a lot of times. I, I struggle just like you do. But maybe that's why I know if God loves me and if God wants me and if God can use me, then there ain't no difference between me and them. There ain't no difference between me and you, Carl. There ain't no difference between me and you. There ain't no difference between me and you. The the only difference is, is our level of hunger. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Do you long for the... That's the only difference. God's the same. We need the fiery God, and I'm closing because the prodigals need to find their way home. And lastly, put it up there. On the, I'll read it through my Bible. Uh, look at what it says. Answer me, so that. So that the people will know that you're the Lord and their God and that you've turned their hearts back. Then verse 38. Then the Lord's fire fell. And it consumed the burnt offering. God answered y'all. Are y'all reading that? And the fire fell. The wood, the stones, the burnt offering, the dust. Even the water was licked up. That was in the trench. And now watch this. When all the people saw it. They fell face down. Face down. That ain't on your knees. They fell. Face down. They fell face down. And said. The Lord. Elijah. The Lord. Your Lord. Is God what happened what happened right here number five why do we need a fiery God so that the lost can see Jesus so that the lost can see John chapter 1, John would talk about Jesus in this way. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was God, with, with God in the beginning and all things were created through him and apart from him. Not one thing was created that had been created. In him was life. And that life was the light. This is what you've got to understand. Light and fire are the same things. Not to us, but to them. They did not have a switch on the wall when it was dark. You know what they had? Fire. They had fire. Now look, in him was life. And that life was the fire of men. That fire shines in the darkness. See, this is why you need the fiery God. Because this fire, this fire, this light, this fire shines in the darkness. Yet the darkness, you can't overcome this fire, y'all. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. now there was a man named John John the Baptist he came to witness and testify about the fire so that all might believe in him but he was not that fire John wasn't but he came to testify about the fire the true fire are y'all reading this with me the true fire that gives fire to everyone who is coming into this world. And then John the Baptist would say this, the same thing John, the writer John is talking about, another writer, I don't know if it's Matthew, Mark, or Luke, I don't remember, but they said, John, said, this. say about John the Baptist, John said, I baptize you in water, but there is one who is coming. Whose shoes and sandals I am not worthy to lace up. And when he comes, he will baptize you in fire. We need a fiery God so that the lost can see the fire. And we need to be set on fire. We need the fire of God. Musicians, singers, come. We need the fire of God. Stand with me all across the building. Well, you think I've lost it yet? I'll ask you this this is not by the way the early dismissal this is the altar call now I ask you this are you hungry for God that's all do you want God to set you on fire to baptize you in power. That's for the saved. Are you hungry? Now, I want to ask you this. You heard the fire preach this morning. Hey, this message was baked in a raging, fiery stove. Now, I want to ask you if you don't know Jesus. Are you ready to come to Jesus today? Are you ready to experience, God, a Jesus? Yeah, play, please. A Jesus that will forgive you of every sin. That'll forgive you of your past. That'll make you brand new. Are you ready to receive the gift of forgiveness? The gift of grace? The gift of Jesus today? Let me tell you while you were yet a sinner before you ever started thinking about living right or ever had God on your mind you were on the heart of God. While you were yet a sinner Christ died for you. How long are you going to waver between two opinions? How long are you going to wait You don't know how long you've got. I don't. So, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand right here. And I've seen hundreds of people come to Jesus. But it does something to me. It's the most important thing. it never never grows old this church you've grown used to seeing it, but don't never let it grow old it's a miracle now look at me if you don't know where you'll spend eternity in heaven or if you don't know where you'll spend eternity whether in heaven or hell if you're not sure all you've got to do is place your faith in Jesus today that believe that He is the God that when you call on Him, He'll answer. See, the Bible, turn me up, Michael, please, a little bit. Turn me up. Listen. The Bible says, if any man shall call upon the name of the Lord. Oh, God. You see, it's all together. It all makes sense. Elijah called on God and he answered by fire. Fire is purging and cleansing. If any man shall call upon the name of the Lord, raw, he'll answer with fire and cleanse your soul and make you new, clean, healed, and whole. So I want to ask you right now, if, you're, if you don't know this Jesus, but you're willing to call on him to see if he'll answer, try. Call on him. Step out in faith. Say, I need Jesus today. I know I do, Pastor. I know I do. I need Jesus. And I'm coming. I'm coming. See, you say, well, why, why, what you want me to do, Pastor? I want you to come up to this altar right here and stand right here in front of me. Oh, why do I have to stand there? Why do I have to get up? It's faith. The Bible says faith without works is dead. It's like you picking up the phone and dialing a number, waiting on someone to answer the other line. You've got to pick up the phone. He's already calling you. He's already dealing with you. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Stay right here. What's your name? You know you're not saved? You want to be saved? You felt God speaking to you? I want to make sure everything's right between you and God. Amen. Choose this day whom you'll serve. Stay right here. Anybody else? God is already moving. How long will you waver between two opinions? I dare you to call on God. Meet him here. He'll answer you. He'll answer you. How long are you gonna fight and struggle? You gonna come? Come on. Jane, come with me. Y'all stand right here. Come on. Come on. Stay right here. Anybody else? Aren't you ready to give in? Aren't you tired of fighting? Aren't you ready to surrender? You ready to surrender today? You ready to surrender to God today? got anybody that needs Jesus today you know somebody in your family they're far from God but they're close to your heart anybody Lord I pray that you'd get a hold of Travis Father wherever he's at I don't know him can anybody start calling out the name of Travis right now on behalf of God cause this mama loves her son and She said, "I'm coming down here to stand, stand in for Travis, because I want Travis to feel the Spirit of God tugging on his heart today. God save Travis today. I'm looking. I'm, I'm getting ready to hear a report of Travis giving his life to Jesus today, right now. Right now, God, we call, wherever Travis is at, God." <laughs> You want to give your life to Jesus today? What's your name? Gracie, Gracie, Gracie. Ready to experience God's grace today. His goodness. Amen. (laughs) Lift your hands right now towards Gracie right now. Let's pray this prayer. Pray this prayer with me, Gracie. Okay, say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are God. I believe that you love me. I believe that you died on the cross for me. And you rose again for me. I receive your mercy. I receive your grace. I receive your love. I give you my life. Just in standing in the gap for Sarah. Sarah is a prodigal. She's a wayward daughter. Anybody know what we're talking about? Anybody hungry? But we believe in uh, but Sarah is coming home. Lift your hands right now. Can we call out Sarah's name? You don't know Sarah, but pray like she's your daughter right now, God, I believe Sarah's coming home. Sarah's coming, she's packing her bags right now. She, say, she ain't even telling nobody bye. She ain't even telling them bye. She's just leaving right now. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, I believe Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, I'm calling out. Sarah, Travis, come home. Come home. Come home. Come home. Come home. Come home. God, right now, in the name of Jesus. What's your name? been clean for a month. Are you ready to be? No more meth. Lord God, take the desire right away. Take the fight right now. In the name of Jesus, Spirit of God, right now, to hell with meth, to hell with the drugs. In the name of Jesus, set her free. In Jesus' name, no more bondage. No more bondage in Jesus' name. No more shame. No more guilt. Free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Free indeed. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for saving, setting free, saving. Gonna, Sarah's coming home. Adam and Candace. Adam, Candace, Sarah, Travis. John. John. Are y'all ready? We're fixing to bombard heaven. John. Tell me again. Adam, Candace, Sarah, Travis. Lift your hands towards God right now. Father, we believe the prodigals are coming home right now. Shut up, Come home, come home, come home right now. Lay the drugs down. Lay the bondage down. Lay the addiction down. Come home. There's a fire burning. The home fires are burning. God's calling in the name of Jesus. They're coming home. 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 We believe it. We declare it. Just as you've saved people here, God, you're doing something right now. Where we're not, you're there. Where we're not, you're there. Moving on, you're doing something right now. Hallelujah. 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 How's that go? Oh. Come on, sing it, everybody. again. Oh, 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 come on. Oh, God of revival. If you want it, lift your hands and say, oh, 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 God of revival. Again, say, It oh, can you let your voice, church? Say it. Oh, it's a cry. Oh, oh let your voice child come on, sing it out loud. Sing it. Oh, come on.